Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7. We're at episode number 1564 and today it's a resistance briefing on the Triple Dark. This is episode number three in season one of Star Wars Resistance. It debuted on the Disney Channel last night, but it's been on the Disney Now app for a little while. So hopefully you've had a chance to check it out. If you haven't or if it's just not your bag, baby, then... Hey, I just got to tell you, this is a spoilerific episode, and we are going to be talking about the seven top takeaways from the Triple Dark. If you need to save this episode for a later date, then by all means do. Otherwise, let's dive right into it with seven top takeaways that even if you are not interested in checking out Star Wars Resistance, hey, I think it's stuff that you are going to be interested in hearing nonetheless. First of all... Let's talk about the name of the episode, the Triple Dark. The Triple Dark is the name for a particular type of storm that happens on this planet, Castellon, every so often. And it's a very bad storm that pirates occasionally use as cover for making attacks on the Colossus refueling platform. And as you might imagine, this is a situation where the pirates are going to attack. So that is number one the fact that we have a scenario where we're going to get our first bit of big conflict with the triple dark the second thing for you is that this character Casiono, the main character of star wars resistance is not only bad as a spy he's also bad as a mechanic and so this makes him sort of doubly bad as a spy or perhaps it makes him very good in the sense that nobody's going to suspect this kid of being a resistance spy at all because he's just so ridiculously inept on both situations. But this is going to give him a chance to start his spying work, even though he's doing it very awkwardly and ham-handedly, and yet it's going to have to start somewhere, and this is as good a start as any. And the third top takeaway has to do with a guy named Halloran who shows up for a quick repair job and is saying, no, you gotta get this done, you gotta get this done. And he shows up in a ship that looks very much like the same kind of ship that the Phantom 2 is. The Phantom 2, of course, being the little shuttlecraft that's attached to the ghost from Star Wars Rebels. I would be highly surprised if it turned out that this is the actual Phantom 2 having been passed down from owner to owner and no longer belonging to the ghost crew. That would be rather shocking, to say the least. But be that as it may, this guy Halloran is not just a random person flying a Phantom 2-like ship. He is actually a pirate spy, if you will. He is there to get his ship repaired under, you know, that's the you know cover story for him. But meanwhile, he's investigating the platform to determine whether it's a good time to actually take a shot at taking over the platform or attacking the platform. And I think I might have slightly misspoken there. It's Halion, not Halloran. I'm getting him confused with Griff, the ace pilot, or one of the ace pilots on Resistance Pet. Halion is the name of this pirate reconnaissance person. Anyway, so the pirate attack does in fact come, and the aces are able to turn it back. This is your fourth top takeaway. The aces are able to turn it back, but only because Kaz is able to recover a comm link that... Halion dropped thanks to Kaz's ineptitude and is able to send an incredible burst of feedback through it once he realizes that it's attuned to the pirate's channel and drives them off because the pirates attack in such numbers that they are going to overwhelm the aces. So luckily Kaz is able to 
help re you know repel the attack even though he is not able to take any credit for it and you know, decides not to take any credit for it he doesn't say hey you know guess what i did or anything like that once the team fireball crew comes back into the bay after they've been in you know the shelters trying to stay protected from the thing so it's kind of interesting that he doesn't brag about this but hey he doesn't so good for him your fifth top takeaway has to do with the fact that this kid Kaz is in debt, as we saw in the first episodes, to a character named Grievel, who likes to play with trick darts and hollow darts. But Grievel apparently is seriously inept because when Kaz happens to stumble across his path, he's like, There's that kid! Go get him! I mean, how hard is it to find this kid on this platform that suddenly Grievel's like, Hey, I gotta get this kid! And Grievel seems to be something of, you know, if not like a little bitty crime lord in his own right, but somebody apparently whom, you know, nobody wants to cross because there are a couple of characters that Kaz spies having an argument about something and they're like, no, you know, oh, watch out for Grievel. So Grievel apparently has a reputation of being a very hard customer and there are people who are willing to attack Kaz on Grievel's command. So that in itself kind of speaks highly of Grievel, but on the other hand, I mean, how hard is it to find Kaz in this whole platform considering the incredible, you know, high profile he's made of himself if, you know, if he owes Grievel money? I don't think Grievel should be having this hard a time tracking him down, but anyway. Your sixth top takeaway is that he's carrying around a trophy made of a rhodium, Kaz is, and it's a trophy from the first race he ever won that his dad wanted him to have nothing to do with, of course, so, you know, there's more of the father-son conflict situation, but this rhodium trophy apparently is highly valuable. In fact, he's told at one point that it would allow him to live very well for months on the Colossus, and it's certainly much more valuable than the debt that is owed to him or owed to Grievel by him, you know, in theory, if he doesn't find out about the whole cheating situation. But be that as it may, he does not actually sell it and he doesn't you know, let Grievel have it. And ultimately, he actually does something nice, helping Grievel get out of the path of an attack by these pirates by using the trophy to prop open a blast door so Grievel can pop through it. Of course, this mangles the trophy, but hey, it's still a rhodium, so it's still valuable. And yet, Kaz now has to be a target of some kind because now a lot of people know that he is in possession of something that would allow people to live well for months on the platform. So yeah, that's just not going to do anything more to help his profile on the platform. And the seventh and possibly most important takeaway from the episode is that the stinger at the end, we find out that Craig and Gore, who is the lead pirate who is leading the attack on the Colossus, is actually in league with the First Order. And it turns out that this Major Von Rag, who is the TIE fighter pilot in the red TIE pilot suit, and another major stormtrooper like Captain Phasma named Commander Pyre, have made a deal with Kragen to basically attack the Colossus platform and do so much damage to it and you know cause so much in the way of problems for it that they will be asking for the First Order to come and take over the platform or at least take over security for the platform which will you know obviously lead to the First Order taking over the platform itself and Captain Phasma is in on this plan. We get to see Gwendolyn Christie for the first time or see Phasma and hear Gwendolyn Christie's voice 
for the first time and she is skeptical about this plan and this attack during the triple dark has not done anything to you know make her feel any better about it but Kragen and his crew are promising that they are going to get the job done so now we know what the big gambit here here is is that the pirates are attacking the platform and hoping to get the first order to come in and take over the platform but really they're working for the first order after all so oh, very sneaky indeed and that is going to do it for our seven top takeaways from the triple dark which is again episode three of season one of star wars resistance and that is going to do it for this episode as well if you're not subscribing to the show, I hope you will consider doing that wherever you like to catch it. And if you are not supporting me on Patreon, I hope you'll consider doing that too after 1,563 episodes or 64 now. And that's just the numbered episodes. Anyway, that's at patreon.com SW7X7. For now, though, it just remains for me to say thank you so much for joining me for this episode. And may the Force be with you wherever in the world you may be. Podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and/or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2018, Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.